Hello and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. And Happy New Year, it's 2017, and this is the first podcast of the new year. So, welcome back to all our regular listeners, and um, welcome to the, if you're the first time listener. Uh, like I said, my name's Tony Jeffries, I'm a 2008 Olympic bronze medalist boxer, former undefeated pro, and today on the podcast we've got none other than Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Holmes. Glenn, how's it going, mate? Good. Welcome, everyone. First podcast that I've been on for a long time. It's nice to be back. I'm excited to be back yeah, here. And first yeah. podcast of this year. Yeah. And alongside him, we've got Kevin Watson, co-owner and founder of Box and Burn, stud businessman, stud trainer, just a stud in general. The women love him. <laughs> How's it going, Kev? Uh, it's good, man. It's good. I'm excited to be here and, and do a few more of these with you guys and, and see how it goes. Uh, a little nervous, but ready to do this. We're ready to do this. So me and Kev, we've just gotten back from Mammoth Mountain yesterday, yeah. and it was a fantastic trip. Kev's got a, a Jeep Wrangler, right? Yes. With the how big are them wheels? Thirty-five. The wheels are like 35. up to my hips, and I'm like six foot one, so the wheels are <laughs> massive. So on the way on the way to uh, Mammoth Mountain, you don't know this, Glenn. We were, we were driving <laughs> down in those these big mountains in off road, Kevin. I love to just drive up one of them big mountains up there. I went, oh, well, it's cool. So this crazy. Bastard pulls off the road. Come on, let's do flying through the through these off-road tracks yeah. on big bumps, just smashing. He's laughing like a little kid, <laughs> <laughs> and we're flying so fast up and down big, massive hills. It was it was unbelievable. It was it was like being a kid again doing something oh, illegal like you shouldn't myself. have done. Yeah, yeah, I'd it was shit pretty. Myself. I mean, the, the, I mean, they were like. 90 degree angles, <laughs> you know the word, but the word, the word, 70 degree <laughs> hills. Yeah, were. These were beasts, mate, and yeah. these big truck was just flying up there. If you if you follow us on Instagram, or, uh, at Kevin underscore Watson 22, yes. right? Is it? Uh, no, 20. That's Twitter. Just un- Kevin underscore Watson. Yes. You'll have a look at these beast of a of a automobile, and that's what we were flying about with. Yeah. And then we went to Mammoth Mountain to ski, and then. We went, you'd done the same again in the snow, <laughs> flying about doing these. And you forgot your goggles, didn't you? Nah, I forgot my goggles. Did you see my Instagram? Uh, you uh, looked post. about 75 on them. I did, I couldn't <laughs> believe I'm all ringed 75 is generous. <laughs> <laughs> the snow was pelting in my face. And this was the first time I skied for three years. And what, what, what was it like, Kevin? It was mad, wasn't it? I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've, I've been in snow, and I, you guys have been in snow before, but last week they've had, the, over the last week, they've had 10 to 15 feet, feet of snow, which is just ridiculous. I've, it's I don't know. I don't so know how to the, describe it. The, the snow was timed it perfect. The yeah. snow was pelting down, and it was like gale force winds blowing in our faces, and no I never visibility. had any goggles, and it was just it was horrible. It was, I, I, it's funny because I come to box and burn a day after after a few days out there, and people say, "Oh, you've got a suntan." I'm like, "No, it's not a suntan. It's burns <laughs> off the cold." Yeah, yeah. You know, wind, wind burn. Yeah, a wind a wind burn, not a sunburn. And uh, Mammoth's still California, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's it? the mad thing because we can we, we ski in one day. The very next day, I was down the beach this morning with the missus and the kids, yeah. and it's red hot. Yeah. I'm wearing a shorts and t-shirt, yeah. you know, and we could Weird be surfing. So it's like that's the great thing about California. And LA is the only, or well, yeah, the only place you can go snowboarding and then surf in the same day, right? It's California, that's what, what they, they say. Yeah, yeah it's mad. It's, this is why it's the best place in the world. That's why it's the most expensive place as well. <laughs> it's absolute fortune out here. Well, welcome to this podcast. And what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about weight loss. We've got a great podcast, and the three of us here, we've got a lot of experience in in weight loss. And uh, yeah, so we're in the fitness industry, and this is what we're going to talk about. Keep it nice and simple, bullet point, nothing too scientific, just practical stuff that everyone can take and run with if your goal is weight loss in the new year, which most people it is. I don't get that 
personally the whole new year resolution bastard, thing. That's why skinny bastard. No, I just mean the whole new year, <laughs> new me thing. Like, uh, See, that's the thing. Get right? on with it. Just you know do what? what you do. Right? If you were doing what you, if you were doing it right last year, you'll you'll carry on doing what you're doing. There's no need to like. So many people change. make fun of that new year, new me. Ah, same yeah, new year. Yeah. New. I'm I'm a big fan of new year, new me. If it takes a new year to be a new you, to, to be a better you. Go for it. I'm all. I'm all for that. Yeah, I think it's it's just a good it's a good place and time to to, to really evaluate where you Oof. are and where you want to go. And uh, we as humans, as, as creatures, we need we need to select a time, and it just happens to be into the new year. Right. We actually do that 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 evaluation. Yeah. Everybody everybody has their own. Maybe it's your birthday. Maybe it's you know when, whenever. But everybody has that point in time. And yeah. The new year the New Year's Day is that day for yeah. just about. Who everybody. starts a diet on January seventh? <laughs> no one, right? Who st well, who starts a diet anyway? Me. <laughs> when I'm overweight and I've been drinking like a pig, yeah. you know, me. Actually, so, January 7th is probably or around that day is the time most people would start because they well, go I said out Orthodox. Go. I said uh, December 7th. Christmas. Oh, December. Oh, okay. Right, no one. Isn't it like the Orthodox Christmas on Janu January the 6th or something? I have no idea what that something. means. Like, <laughs> or, or, you know, like Orthodox Christianity. Yeah, I don't. I've not. It's like, know. No, it's like two weeks later. Or something. We're not religious, no. like you, mate. No, no. no. Oh, I'm, well, well, I, th well I thought you said. Me. I'm sorry. I thought you said January seventh <laughs> no. because everybody goes out New Year's Eve parties. Takes a few yeah. days to recover. So it's what is it about? Usually January fifth or sixth. I'm weird. Start. I need. I need. After after midnight on December thirty first, <laughs> I'll not drink or eat. Anything. I remember last year we were trying to playing the holiday party and you're saying, no, we can't do it that night. I'm done after that night. I'm not drinking anymore. I said, come on, it's just one more night. No, nah, can't do it. It's I'm, good I'm discipline. Weird. The three of us have all had, uh, got experience of putting weight on and losing weight and putting weight on and losing weight. Like Glenn, believe it or not, <laughs> was, a, was a little fatty. Uh, 200 pounds. He was, he was 200 no. pounds. You were 200? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Ev heaviest I've ever been was once about 175, 180. Look at that picture of his, his license. He's got it. Oh, he's got it? I've yeah. got it somewhere. I should I've put it, it on. Somewhere. And, and Glenn's lost the weight and now he's kept it off because I feel like what Glenn does now is he lives the lifestyle. He lives a, a great lifestyle. He's working out every day if he's not working with his clients and eats good. And then on the weekend, he binges a, go a bit as well. You're the opposite. I'm the opposite, yeah. And then Kev, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite. I eat crap all all week. And I might do one day. Yeah, good. And then and then Kev, what's your experience with putting weight on and losing weight? Uh, well, I guess uh, taking it all the way back to middle school. I think everybody's had those awkward years growing up where you put on, you know, 30, 40 pounds before you actually grow vertically. Uh, sixth grade, right. I put on about 30 pounds in just a couple months, actually, uh, and that was that was pretty rough to go through, just because at that at that stage in your life, you know, everybody's kind of giving you shit for everything and it's getting made fun of but then also my back injury and in, in, uh this was about three or four years ago um really debilitated me couldn't really move couldn't be active uh couldn't live the lifestyle you know that you really need to live in order to keep the weight off uh and i've never been the best eater so you know then at that time in my life i put another about 15 20 pounds on and that was pretty rough to get to get over but you know it's a momentum thing and like like tony said i think lifestyle change is, yeah. is what it is uh, and how, the, how did you lose that weight when you put the 15, 20 pound on? Uh, just consistency. Um, consistency and just committing to it. Uh, I think the first 7 to 10 days, especially when you really commit to something, especially when it comes to weight loss, is the most important because if you can, if you can be near perfect for those first 7 to 10 days, you're, you're past the hardest part of it, I right. think. Um, you know, you, you kind of start to lose the cravings. You, 
you don't give in as much and, and you kind of you see the results start happening and when you see those results again I think it's a momentum thing it just um, makes you uh, motivates you to keep going and, and uh, stay on that path yeah and you get it with them bad habits of Binge eating and mm -hmm. eating crap and drinking crap. That's yeah. what it's all about, getting into being consistent, like you said, consistency. And when you get over that 10 days, two weeks, whatever it is, uh, and getting out of them bad habits, I think it takes that time. And then as well, if you're consistent for the first two weeks, that's when, you, for me personally, I lose the most weight because... Are you, you know, are you talking about training consistency or uh, diet consistency? Diet consistency, because if you, you can train seven days a week, two hours a day, but if you're eating shit, you, you, you're not going to lose any weight. Yeah, totally. You're not going to be able to out-train a bad diet. But what, what do you think, Kev, as far That's as like percentages? Uh, like in, what, what, is it 80% I mean, training, 20% diet, or right vice versa? Yeah. yeah, I'd say is that's, I mean, for sure. Because you can lose weight without exercising if you just right. change, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Especially, I mean, especially if you just are consistently and, and always eating junk food. And that's just, you know, and you, you're, you, you know, your BMI is through the roof and you're, you know, you can lose weight just by going on a 10-minute walk a day and, and eating, eating right and changing and portion control, I think. Yeah, you don't even have to, you don't even have to work out. I think eating right, you're going to lose the weight. Working out is going to... Uh, Exponentially increase, I think. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't use that word. That means. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see Kev's the smart one here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think you, you, you need to just eat right and the weight will come off. So, I mean, what is eating right? Because I think... I know I've got kind of different views. You're you're a supplement man, and you like all the supplements and all that. Only if if you really need them. Um, but I think the easiest way to sum it up for me is when people say, oh, "What's what's eating healthy?" I think if it's if it's natural, if it's from the ground, or if it's if it's a natural thing, then it's probably going to be healthy. If it's in a packet, it's less likely to be healthy. Not not saying that anything packeted isn't healthy, because nowadays there is healthy foods in packets. But generally, if you're trying to, if your goal is purely weight loss, I'd just stick to meats, vegetables, fruits. If you, you you're not really going to lose weight if you just stick to those three food groups and eat sensibly in portion control. Right. Yeah. One thing that I used to do when I was boxing and, and my background in dieting was I was making weight since from when I was 14 until I was 27. So what's that? 13 years making weight where you. You'd, you'd have a fight coming up or a tournament coming up, you'd diet for the eight weeks or whatever it was, and then you'd have your fight, then you'd put weight on, then you'd, then you'd have to lose the weight again. Uh, my, my big thing, what I kind of learned from Kerry Kears, who's one of the top nutritionists in the world, was basically keep off carbohydrates after two o'clock. You can yeah. eat carbohydrates for your breakfast, your oatmeal, and then your potatoes, and, and, your, and maybe your rice for your lunch with your meats and your veg, but after 2 p.m., no more because when you go to bed at night and you've got carbohydrates in your body, this store is fat. Yeah, there's so. different schools of thought on that too now. There's like carb backloading where people say, eat your carbs at night, replenishes your, your glycogen stores during overnight, and then you stay off carbs during the day while you're training. Or really? tapping into your fat stores that way. So there's, there's different schools of thought, but it I, also, think, I think you can't really go wrong with that one, right. cutting the right. carbs out in the afternoon. It also depends on, on how active you are because if, if you are training for a fight, you know, you're doing two days, you have to have some carb intake at some right. point. Uh, you know, you can increase your fat intake as well f for some energy. Uh, but, um, you know, if, if you're someone that you sit at the desk all day, maybe you go for a 15, 20 minute walk or whatever, you don't need those, you don't need all of those carbs mm -hmm. at all. But, uh, you know, if you are an athlete and you're training for competition, you have to have, 
you know, you hear yeah. how, how many calories a swimmer eats for, for the day. performance. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. with boxing, it's so explosive. And exactly. it, you know, you've got you to perform explosive. Well, endurance, you yeah. Endurance, yeah. It, it all ties into endurance. But I think going back to what you were originally asking as, as well, and I think we've all heard this and every dietitian will tell you this, if, you're, if you are starting a new diet, you're going to the grocery and you're trying to put new things in your cart that you're not traditionally used to, it's, you know, you stay on the outside aisles and stay away from the inside aisles. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest biggest things where all the produce and organic and natural foods are rather than where all the processed stuff is in the packages and stuff in the, in the middle aisles. I heard that before. I think you told me that before mm -hmm. about shopping around the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And I never, heard, I never heard of that and I never thought about it. But when you think of every single supermarket, that's and you think it's the healthy stuff around the outside and yeah. then the kind of processed well, the, the, the natural inside. stuff, the meats, yeah. the fruits, the vegetables all around the side and then all the freezers are in the middle. So yeah. remember that when you go out shopping, <laughs> stick around the outside, try and keep out the middle. <laughs> One huge, huge thing, massive, is drink water. Yeah. And my, uh, the guy who certified me as a personal trainer, uh, Paul Bruce, told me this. He said, if you think of washing a car with a dry sponge, a, a car full of mud with dry sponge, yeah, you're going to get some of the mud off, but you're not going to clean it. Wet that sponge and clean it, yeah. you're going to get all that mud off. And it's like the body with fat, if you're not hydrated and, you, and you're eating the right foods, you're not going to get rid of all the fat. Drink that water and it's going to really help flush the fat out as well. That, yeah. And with, you said, I think, with the hydration, that's another big point. Is if, if you're starting this new lifestyle and you're, you're supplementing your diet with activity and exercise, you're sweating, you're losing a lot of water, you know, you're, you're probably going to need more water than what you, right. you're, you're used to having. But uh, if you don't, if you just exercise and you don't uh, make up for that, that lost water and you are on the verge of dehydration, a lot of times your body will mistake that as being hungry and, and, and wanting food. In reality, it's just that you need, you're dehydrated and you need to put some water in. And, uh, you know, I've read a few times before every meal, every morning yeah. and before every meal, wake, drink, drink a big glass of water and, and you won't eat as much. And that'll help you with your portion control as well. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the mental side of it. If you're like you said, if you're dehydrated or you're, you, you're not as hydrated as you should be, you're not going to make smart decisions because your brain's not getting fed with the mm -hmm. with the water. Right. So, yeah. like you said, you're going to be more inclined to like binge eat or you're not going to make smart decisions. About How can you tell if you're dehydrated? I, for me, I just feel tired. Like, I, if I get tired in the mid-afternoons where my, eye, my eyes feel heavy and I'm like, oh, my energy's really down. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I've just had, like, coffee or I've eaten enough, you know what I mean? It's an easy way to find out that. Huh? You're, you're pissed. You're urine. That? You're urine. <laughs> no, not like that either. <laughs> I'm I'm nip, blend just nip your skin into that. Tell <laughs> me if you're pissing, it's, and it's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's a, a dark colour yeah. and it stinks as well. The, the way yeah. I tend to feel it is well, I tend to feel fatigued. Asparagus makes you piss. I tend to feel fatigued and I'm like, why am I so tired? And then if, I, if I've put the two and two together, I'm like, oh, I'm dehydrated. Get down a lot of water and it, my energy quickly comes I back. I think those are the biggest. Well, those two, uh, energy levels as well as... Uh, your urine color can tell you a lot, but also um, if you're, you're cramping up a lot, a lot of times, you know, especially again, if you're, if you're using your diet as well as exercising, you're losing that water, mm. you feel that your, your muscles are cramping a lot, you're waking up, you got Charlie horses and all that. I think that's a t big telltale sign that... Uh, that's usually down to a lack of potassium. Potassium, like yeah, water, in potassium, intake, yeah. yeah, electrolytes is a big part of it, for sure. So... What I was saying about the diet, my diet, what I did, it was keep off the carbs after two o'clock. Yeah. And I'd be so strict. I would diet all week, and then on a Sunday, I'd have a cheat meal. Mm -hmm. It was the best. Because for, for a number of reasons. One, it works. Like, like you're tricking your body. Because if you think 
you're losing weight fast. You've changed your diet up and, you, and your weight starts dropping. You're losing three, four, five, six, seven pounds in, in, in a week. Your body thinks, shit, if this continues, losing weight this fast, I'm going to die. It goes it into starvation mode. It right? does. So just about as it's, going, as it's just about to go into starvation mode, you're going to have a pizza or something. It's like, shit, uh, I'm not going to die, so I'm still getting this fatty, this yeah. fatty crap. Then you continue to lose weight. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens. And as well, for a mental side of thing, you're not... Because when you first start, it's like, oh, I've got this diet for the rest of my life. It, it's not... You, now you're not dieting for the rest of your life. Now, you, now you're dieting till Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you've got four or five days left, six days, whatever it is, until, until, until you cheat. The thing is, it, when you were doing it, and you're in England too, you know how it is. It's so hard to find healthy, clean alternatives over there right like just the lifestyles like meat potatoes bread mm-hmm. wake up drink coffee eat toast yeah beans on toast like you know what i mean it's just it's just constantly in your face hard whereas where, where we are now and moving on a, f- a few years it's like we can go down the street and get a green smoothie or we can go on we can eat clean all the time yeah. pr- very very easily we're fortunate you know so it's, it does become become easier to live the lifestyle based on where you are i think right so i think it's a lot harder for some people who are like maybe in different cities or different parts of the world yeah, but, but i think for in la it's right on your doorstep everything you need it's in your face all the time yeah same for when i go back home to kentucky or this anywhere in the south or midwest you know that's that's all you see is fast food you know or mm-hmm. applebee's or old you know these places that they advertise and they promote these healthy these healthy dishes, these salads, but you don't know what's in like when like you actually look what's in it, the dressing. It's, yeah. yeah, it's chicken, but it's fried chicken or it's you know all these. Be, I think being aware and, and just educating yourself is also a, a massive massive thing because if you're not aware, if you if you just pay attention to the ads on TV or the, on the billboards you see and you say, oh Taco Bell's got this 200 calorie menu now or whatever, it's like. Okay, but like it's doing absolutely yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, for you. You know, it's just a way. It's it's just understand. It's a gimmick for them to get people that that want to eat better to come back to right. the drive-through. You know? So the big the big thing in all this is is consistency with your diet, and if you're going to exercise, you exercise as well. Which I was at the beginning of the year. So last year, my wife had our second child, and I was, I think I was like 45, 50 pound heavier than I was when we last fight. Obviously, we're a fight, you're, you're right on, you shredded and all that. Like 45, 50 pound heavier, and I, I look real bad. So that's when I went, uh, I was balls deep in this paleo diet where, where I was on this sun fair, getting me food delivered. And over the course of five months, I lost like 40 pound, and I wasn't drinking any alcohol. I got the weight off, my abs were back out, and I felt amazing. And then I started to come off the wagon a little bit. I went to England. Yeah. I started having a little drink even there. And six months later, I've put like 35 pounds of that 45 pound. I think it's like when you get to that point where you're like, oh, I look really good again. It's like, oh, I can ease off. I can have a few drinks. I can eat what I want again because I'm at that point where I wanted to get to. The thing with me, like you said, it's consistency. When when you do get to that point where you're happy with you, then maintain. Yeah. And that's the hard thing for me personally. Everyone's different. But. Once I start having a drink, I was like, oh, I'll drink, I'll just drink once a week. And then it's like, ah, twice a week. Ah, let's, let's go to Bodega and let's have some, some mimosas on a Monday yeah. afternoon because we can't wait earlier, the sun's shining. Fucking next thing, I'm, I'm having two bottles of wine every night, eating packets of crisps on the set, <laughs> watching fucking Breaking Bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's like, oh, and I put it with my wine. It's like, damn. So now this year, 
Starting January, I'm back off the alcohol. I'm going to try and have a full year off alcohol. You hear I said try, that means I'm not confident, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've been skiing last week, uh, last week and all these were drinking and all that, and I, I kept off it. So I, did. I, I even put, asked a couple Mar of times. March 5th, we're uh, scheduled to go Vegas. So. Ooh, I know, I know. So what one tip and trick is, if you're having wine every night, is replace the wine, obviously it's not wine, with a, in a wine glass, have a soda water with some lime juice in there, with a le fresh lime in, and that... Is that what you've been doing? That's what I was doing. I'm going to start again. But that there mentally helps, helps you a little, tiny little bit with not drinking that wine. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And this, I also tell, this, that what your point is, and again, not outside of alcoholism, is, is, it's more so of the way we eat and, and that instant gratification, that's a, it's a addiction and really it's a comfort thing because that's what we, that's what we want to feel good. Right. And like, so you got to have to kind of have to get out of that mindset that, you know, that most people are who's, who are foodies. Like, I know I am. I love, I'd rather go out and have a good meal and splurge a little bit than go out and party or whatever. But you're going to have to get out of that mindset that food is... Uh, a, a source of um, happiness and like comfort. Yeah. You know, it's it's. You need to have more of a mindset that food. Well, yes, I have to have to have food to survive, but it's not it's not something that is a big factor that brings happiness to my life. It's more, I think, more so of a thing that you just have to have to have to survive. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was trying to lose a lot of weight quick, and then I'd get offered things. You want some of this? Do you want some of that? And I and I'd look at it as like, do I need it? So I'd say, yeah. I'd be like, oh, do you want some of these? And I'd be like, no, I don't need it. Right. I, I, I want it. Like, do you want fries with whatever on? Yeah, I would love that. But I, my body doesn't need it. So I started looking at things like, do I need that? No, I need protein more than I need that or I need whatever. But like Kev said before, if you're educated on what protein is, what, what fat is, what uh, carbs are, and how much is in general foods, right. you're going to make way smarter decisions. And it's not that hard, really, to get educated in that stuff. I mean, you look online no, and no. you don't find everything out. A big... Part of my diet last year, I'm going to get back onto it now as well, is, was a Nutribullet. So if you don't know what a Nutribullet is, it's like a blender where you, you put your fruits in, your veg in, put some water in, blend it up and you can drink it. And it's so, so good for you. It fills you up, it fills you up for a, a few hours, a good few hours. I used to have me water in the morning and I'd have a Nutribullet now. And I'm good for quite a bit, you know. Yeah. So I would really highly recommend them. A and tip on that as well, satiety, is uh, high fat. So if you put a lot more fat into your diet, good fats, obviously coconut oils and avocados and nuts and stuff like that, um, it really helps with your, keeping your cravings down. Right. Yeah, I've heard that before, like the Bulletproof coffee, right? Yeah, shout out to Bulletproof. Right. Uh, in the morning, I have the high-fat coffee, and then I'll pour the, their, um, their brain octane oil in, like my protein drinks and stuff. Just make sure you're and near a toilet when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 don't, I don't feel the need to eat anything until, like, you know, well after lunchtime, right? And I'm I'm active all morning too. Uh, and, a, and a great sort of source of energy, rather than coffee, what I used to have when I was fighting was apples. Mm. Apples are amazing. You've got the, they've got you get way more energy from an apple than a coffee. That's what the experts say. I mean, do you? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> feel like it, but, but that's what they say. You don't get the buzz. <laughs> yeah, and another huge, huge thing is preparation is key. If you if you don't know what you're going to eat on on a day. Bef the day before, you, you're screwed. If you, go to a, if you go to a supermarket when you're hungry, mm. kind of screwed because, you know, the temptation's just it's too much. Yeah. It's, and you just got to think ahead. Like, oh, I'm gonna, what am I going to eat tonight? 
All right, and then you've got to have your sources too. So it's like whether it's stacking your fridge meal prep or having the right restaurants to eat at or the right places to stop on your way home or to and from work. If you can build a little routine where you only go to these certain spots or only buy these certain things, right. that'll help as well. I think you've got to look at preparation like, like an investment. Think of it as like your finances. You invest, you put money in a 401k or whatever, you, you, you prepare yourself for, for retirement, but at the same time here, you have to prepare yourself for success. Uh, and so you have to, we get spoiled because we get Sunfair, we get delivered to our, right. our door, but uh, if you don't have the means for that or whatever, you have to cook for the week, put, put your food in, in, uh, in, in some plasticware and, and put it in the fridge so it's ready to go for the week. And, and so you're not so tempted to go out and eat and, and pick something else on the way home because it's convenient or because you don't have anything else to eat in yeah. preparation. Um, a, a big thing what, when we were fighting, and I still do it when I'm dying now, is get weird every single morning. Get on the scales every, every single morning. The best time to you get... You still do that now? Yeah. The best time to weigh, your, weigh yourself is in the morning after you've been to the toilet because it's the most accurate weight you can get. I tell, I like with, with my clients and stuff, I tell them to stay away from scales because it puts too much pressure on and, and, and people put numbers on... On things. I think it depends on your goal, what your yeah, actual goal is. I think, I think the main thing is to, to get to he healthiness or like a state of health first and then the, the weight and the look and whatever you're trying to achieve will, will come with, the, with it. It will. But I, think, I, think I think people put a lot of pressure and say, oh, I've got to lose 10 pounds. Oh, I only lost three pounds this week. Shit, I've got to. And then they, they, it, it puts more pressure on than, than necessary. I think if you just focus on getting Better as an athlete, training hard, training well. How can you measure clean that? And healthy. How can you measure that? By getting a good trainer who will track your progress and your results. Like who? <laughs> like who? <laughs> like who? You know. What like you? Uh, maybe. What do you charge an hour? <laughs> um, but I think a, a good trainer should be doing that and tracking your progress and your and your uh, in the in the gym. But and the same goes for your diet too. But I mean, I'm not saying scales are like a bad thing. Like what I'll do is have them go to get their body metrics done maybe like every two or three months. But I think people obsess over scales like, oh, I only lost one pound yeah. this week or I only lost four I, pounds. And I, I'm and one of them people like, Unless you're that. actually trying to make weight for a specific reason, like like fighting or whatever, I, mean, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on I'm one of them exactly people who get weight. obsessed with weight and I think yeah. it's a really good way to gauge to, to gauge that, you, that you've been successful well, by losing the weight. I think it works for you because you you knew exactly what your weight was when you were fighting. and you Most people know, do, though. Most people know what the weight are, weight are and but what the weight is. You'd be surprised. I think a lot of general public think in their head, my ideal weight, or my, when, if I'm going to look lean and, and shredded or whatever, my goal weight is going to be this. Right. And you tell them, no, 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 it's probably like 30 pounds less than that. They're, they're way off. Right. Some people come in and they're... they're pretty overweight or whatever and they're like oh I need to lose 20 pounds and I'm thinking no you probably need to lose like 40 or 50 I remember yeah. when I was at 175 and I started boxing my guy and we, I was like I want to have a fight and all that he's like alright well you probably need to get down to about 135, 40 and I was like what? <laughs> and then I got to I, I dropped weight quick and I was around 155, 160 and he's like yeah you still got, probably got another 20 pounds to go and I thought I looked healthy at 160 right. but looking back on it I was like whoa it looked pretty chunky I, at that I really do I think it really does uh, the determining factor is what is your, what is your ultimate goal are you, are you and for someone that's uh, like obese and mm -hmm. like you know 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds over what what you should be then yeah the scale is going to be really really important but if you're you know 10, 15 pounds over you just want to cut back and get aesthetics right whatever mm -hmm. you also got to understand another factor is you're, you're reproportioning your body a bit like mm -hmm. you might you might cut some fat yeah which would mean you would think to me okay well maybe I'm, I'm i'm losing weight this the numbers on the scales are going down but if you're if you're 
using weight training or strength training or anything like that to um, enhance that weight loss and to make it quicker or more go, go back more quickly, then you may not be dropping as much weight as you think that you should because what you're doing is you're actually developing more muscle, which mm-hmm. weigh, also weighs, weighs, has a weight, right? But yeah. So you, it's, it really just depends on what, you, what your goal is. That, you, know, that, you are reproportioning your body as far as fat to, to what your body mass index is. Totally. It's not so much weight loss. It's, it's, it's fat loss that you should be concerned with. Right. So that's why I was saying yeah. the scales are, isn't that big of a factor because someone could look exactly how they want to look at a certain weight and they'd be surprised because it's only like 10 pounds right, off yeah. what they were because they've put muscle on. You know? Right. Yeah. And also, and the topic is weight loss, but you also got to understand with weight loss, you're changing your diet and you're exercising. And there's a lot of other benefits that come along with that that are not necessarily even just dropping the number on the scale. Is you know, better sleep, better mood, more confident, more product, uh, better productivity as far as your work and your family life goes, happiness. There's a lot of other things that are benefit, beneficial of, of weight loss and, and just getting fit, I think, as well, that you also got to think about. And no, you can't, you can't measure those on a scale necessarily, but you'll, you'll know it. Yeah, you'll, you'll see know. it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things when I stopped drinking, because I was drinking so much before Christmas, is what I see now is my me productivity and my sleep. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said. I mean, yeah. my confidence is not where it once was because I've not lost the weight yet. But the productivity and the sleep, you know, I'm, I'm raring to go every, every single day now. Yeah. So I think for, from this podcast, I, I think the, the, for me, the, the main tips would be to get into good habits and realize like it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. I keep off the carbs until uh, after two o'clock, keep off the carbohydrates. Because uh, like I said, if you sleep with the carbs in your body, they'll, they'll turn off. Have a cheat day once a week, but on that cheat day, you can ho- only have a cheat day if you're clean for the other six days. If you're dying for six days, then you just like, ah, I'll just have one little chocolate mm. on a Wednesday afternoon. Mm. One chocolate afternoon. Nah. That, you can't have your cheat day. That's mm-hmm. it, you know? So you've got to be so clean if you want to have your cheat day. And then a few things what I, what I used to eat as well all the time on a night, because that's the hardest time of diet, would be carrot sticks. I would just munch on carrot sticks. <laughs> they like taste a terrible. Rabbit. Little rabbit. Yeah. No, I, I like them. I like them. <laughs> and then the other tip was... Have did, you the, dip anything? did you dip them in anything? I Ranch didn't. Anything? No, I just didn't. Just, just raw carrots, why oh. I watched it, tell you. And then... Uh, the wine glass, if you remember the wine glass with the lime juice in, the avocado. That, did I mention the avocado yet? Mm. This was a great snack on a night time, and it's taught about the good fats. You chop the avocado in half, uh, you put lots of lime juice on it and pepper on it, mm-hmm. and eat it with a spoon. Right. Brain food as well. Super so good, good for the brain. There's, so there's good. so many... Uh, and fish oils and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and then, if you want to get weird, get weird on a morning after the toilet. Apples are the best source of an- energy, and the... Key to all of this is preparation. Yeah, big time. The, the yeah. key is preparation. Yeah. So, I think uh, yeah, the water, the portion control, the grocery shopping, awareness and education, your preparation, which is an investment. And uh, one thing I don't think we have mentioned just yet is, you also don't undereat. We talked about yeah. survival mode a little bit. Right. If 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 you think okay, I'm going to just eat eight eight hundred to a thousand calories a day, I mean, it also depends on your you know your body size and, and all that, but. If you undereat as well, your body kind of is going to cling on to that, that body fat. They call it the skinny fat, right? It's yeah. like you might think you're doing the right thing, but in reality, your body goes in that survival mode and needs to hang on to that, that fat to, to uh, you know, stay alive. I'm glad you brought it up because I've got a great example of that. I was in a training camp and 
I was down there, I'm going to try and convert this, because we use stones mm -hmm. in, in England for weight, uh, and use pounds over here. So I was down to like 177 pound, and I had to be 168 pound. And I, and I, what, I, was, I wasn't losing weight. A week it went by, I'd never lost a pound, and I was so I was eating less and less and less. I went to the nutritionist, I went, Kerry, listen, I'm not losing any weight. He went, what did you have? And he wrote it all down. He says, you had 1,200 calories in a day. He said, tonight, go out, go and, go and get a pizza or get a takeaway or whatever you want. I was like, mate, I'm fighting in, in a week's time. I can't have a pizza. <laughs> Tony, listen, was going to have a pizza. I went, I'm fighting in a week's time. I've got, he went, Tony, got all of us like this. Tony, listen to us. Go and have a pizza, have whatever you want, junk food. And I was like, wow, so nervous. Went and had a pizza. I was like, I can't, I'm fighting in a week. I yeah. you know? <laughs> had a pizza. Next, next day I got in the skills. I was uh, 179, I put two pound on. Carry, I put two pound on, I can't be, I put two pound on. Well, he went, don't worry, don't worry. Next day I got on the scales, I lost like five pound. Yeah. I was like, Just wow. from your metabolism being spikes. Yeah. yeah, so it went up because I started the peach in my body as soon yeah. as I shit all out. Yeah, yeah. You know, the weight, boom, down. Yeah. yeah. So that was a prime example of not yeah. eating too less. Another yeah. tip on that is like, if you can have something every couple of hours, if you're in the weight loss uh, phase, you know, you could, every couple of hours, um, just something. Protein bar, eating, apple, yeah. smaller salad. meals more yeah. often. Yeah, that's, that's that'll get one, that. That'll ramp the metabolism up. Yeah. So, well, I think we, we could talk about this all day, right? Because we've got so yeah. many different points and opinions on it. But uh, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And and now we've got a legit producer, Ernie. And uh, this podcast now is going to be on YouTube. Uh, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud. If you can follow us on Instagram, at Boxing Life, and also uh, use the hashtag Boxing Life. If you've got any questions, you can ask us on there, and we'll get back to you. But anything else, boys? No, that's good. Good, that's good way to start off the podcast this year. Yeah, good way to start off the podcast. Good, good way to start off the year, if you can stick to some of these tips. So thank you for listening. Until next time, we'll see you later.